Hey, it's Melvin, one of your friendly neighborhood podcast hosts. Whether it's your first time tuning in or you're a longtime listener, consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever. Reviews are the lifeblood of the podcast world, so if you want to help us out, it'll take only a moment of your time. Otherwise, we hope you enjoy the show. Hi, my name's Melvin, and the soil of a man's heart is stonier. Welcome to Cinematic Doctrine, a Christian movie podcast where we sit at the table of cinema and eat. Tonight we'll be dining on Kevin Kolsch and Dennis Woodmeyer's Pet Cemetery. As most of Stephen King's readers know by now, Pet Cemetery was never intended to be published. Considering it too morbid, King locked the transcript in a drawer never to be revealed. That is, of course, until he needed to satisfy a publishing deal. Interviewed recently, King jokes about how Pet Cemetery would probably still be hidden if it weren't to escape a restrictive and limiting publishing deal with Doubleday. Recognizing that he could do so much more beyond their scope, he submitted the transcript saying they could publish the book if they closed the contract. Not only has King's stories populated the bookshelf, plenty of movies have been made from his properties, whether it be short stories or novels. From Shawshank Redemption, It, The Green Mile, Misery Carry, there's enough movies to fill their own shelf too. But the big question we're all waiting to be answered is whether or not 2019's Pet Cemetery is worthy of sitting alongside the greats. Is it closer to The Shining, or is it closer to The Dark Tower? Before we can get into that, let's get a brief synopsis out of the way. Louis Creed, his wife Rachel, and their two children Gage and Ellie move to a rural home where they are welcomed and enlightened about the eerie Pet Cemetery located nearby. After the tragedy of their cat being killed by a truck, Lewis resorts to burying it in the mysterious pet cemetery, which is definitely not as it seems, as it proves to the creeds that sometimes dead is better. Pet Cemetery is rated R for horror, violence, bloody images, and some language. There's a momentary scene in an ER that's fairly frightening, along with another moment of gore toward the latter half of the film. There's some body horror elements to the story, but honestly it's more of an eye roll than anything. The language is also few and far between, and anyone familiar with Pet Cemetery already? Well, that particular scene in question is horribly underwhelming. And honestly, horribly underwhelming seems a fitting, concise review for this film. In fact, there isn't much to say about it in general. I could just stop right here, and that would be that. It's rather draw, and there's really no attempt at adapting the book well. It's actually just ignoring or just discarding what made the book so good. While sitting in the theater, I was transported back to watching Netflix's Death Note adaption. I recalled how director Adam Wingard was smitten with the Death Note itself as a construct. It's a, a magical book that one could kill another by writing their name in it. And that's what he was most interested in. He talked about how he wanted to do so much with the book and, and his interpretation. And he felt it was the area where the source material, the Japanese manga, didn't really go. And to anyone who has read the manga or watched the anime knows that the story isn't really about the Death Note. The Death Note is primarily a complicating incident and occasionally a plot device, but most of the story in Death Note is a mind game between two brilliant individuals who, one trying to control the world through what he seems is a righteous judgment, and another seeking justice for the seemingly paranormal crimes being caused around the world. It's a fascinating cat and mouse where each episode ends with a who's going to win mentality. But Wingard's adaption had little to do with smart people enacting their own personal justice. It had no sense of style with regard to the themes present in its source material. It barely showed any similarities in characters aside from their names, and even those were strangely and unnecessarily Western. 
westernized. And I felt like I was simply watching Death Note again while Pet Cemetery was on the screen. It seemed as though whoever adapted King's original story simply focused on the Pet Cemetery itself, ignoring overt themes of sudden and indiscriminate death, how destructive vile secrets and sins can be, how innocuous seeds can grow poisonous roots, and taint other people's lives. And I suppose that's all fine and dandy in some cases, but that simply begs for the movie to be good, and it really isn't. Some things don't make sense, the pacing feels strangely off, and the ending sort of sneaks up on you before you realize it's over. Sometimes that can be a good thing, but there was something strange about the experience feeling like 30 minutes, but actually being about 100 minutes. And I suppose that's a saving grace to Pet Cemetery. I may have been bored, but it didn't feel like I was bored all that long. I may have been unimpressed, but I didn't feel unimpressed all that long. But my disappointment goes much further than anything I could have expected. A real shame, in all honesty. And I don't know what it is about Jason Clark, but I like the guy. His casting as Lewis Creed felt spot on to me. He has a very everyman sort of aura about him, and although Winchester was far less interesting than it had any right to be, I thought he carried himself well in that film, even though it was totally forgettable. And he did a fine job in Damien Chazelle's First Man, so it's clear that the guy knows how to do his job. And perhaps that only makes me more disappointed in this film. He seemed good casting as far as I was concerned. In most cases, the casting was fine, actually. It just seems like the script they received was utter and complete nonsense. There were things borrowed from the book, like specific lines or moments that honestly don't really fit too well in the film to begin with. They almost break into the scene announcing they're from some other better story than the one being watched. It's incredibly distracting. But those moments are probably the only time Pet Cemetery garners any emotional reaction. The film itself is so boring and uneventful that it takes the presence of source material to actually make things interesting, but it's only for a moment before all of that gets completely ignored or almost just completely destroyed. And the reason I say destroyed is that there are certain things in the film that just don't correlate with whatever message or theme was originally in the book. Now, I recognize the movie could be going for something else, but whatever it was in the movie that I was going for is either completely lost in the fact that the film's not very good, or there wasn't anything in the film, and so it's actually just nothing, because the film's not very good to begin with. Now, credit where credit's due, I can see some of the shortcuts made in Pet Cemetery being worthwhile. I mean, I, I read the book prior to seeing the film, and I thought of certain aspects that could be cut or certain character changes that, for the sake of working with a team of actors and having to condense a 16-hour read into a less-than-two-hour movie, help make better sense. Film is a medium in its own, after all, and it was neat to see how some of my predictions came true. But that's really just a unique takeaway, and honestly, it's just a minor and pretty much irrelevant one. It's just really me scraping at the bottom of the barrel for something good to say about this film. I mean, I wasn't offended. Hellboy completely ruined me, but this was just forgettable. I could have brought a blanket and fallen asleep. And with that, thank you so much for listening to this incredibly short episode of Cinematic Doctrine. If you saw Pet Cemetery, what did you think of it? Let me know by email cinematicdoctrine at gmail.com or check me out on Facebook at Cinematic Doctrine. And if you'd like to see my rating for this film or others, check me out on Letterboxd at Paraturtle, while I'll also have a list of all the films we've covered on Cinematic Doctrine with a direct Spotify link to those episodes. I also enjoy writing from time to time, so if you'd like to read some of my stories or any of my works in progress, check me out on Wattpad at Paraturtle. All of this will be available in the description if you so need it. Next week we'll be covering the ever-anticipated Avengers Endgame, directed by the Russo brothers. Until then, stay cool. Want some Cinematic Doctrine swag? You're in luck! We've got 3-inch Cinematic Doctrine logo stickers exclusive for Patreon supporters. Perfect for your travel mug or laptop. Head over to patreon.com forward slash cinematic doctrine, link in the show notes, and choose the independent theater tier. Doing so will net you other perks too. But let's be real, the podcast stickers are the coolest perk. 
So get yourself some podcast stickers by supporting on Patreon.